This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. You're listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is Season 4, Episode 63. Hey everybody, Andy here. I hope you all enjoyed your Memorial Day weekend. Beautiful weather, plenty of heat starting the summer off. I think it's officially the start of summer. Is Memorial Day the start of summer? Uh, Whatever. But uh, starting the summer off right with gorgeous weather, blue skies. I hope you all were able to see some family and friends and loved ones and... uh, Maybe grill a little bit, as I did. I ate uh, more hot dogs than I would care to admit this past Memorial Day weekend, but it was absolutely wonderful. Also, uh, congratulations to those of you who had a three-day weekend. I did, but if you didn't, don't worry about it. I still hope you enjoyed the wonderful weather this weekend. Oh, man. I'm without James, my co-host today. He is tending to his lovely family, and his beautiful daughter, Madison. But don't worry, I am here, uh, and it's seeming like this might be the last podcast that comes out in which the New York Rangers do not officially have a new head coach. Uh, although, if depending on who you ask, unofficially, they already have a head coach that they will announce this week. And uh, spoiler alert, it is supposedly, if you were to believe most hockey pundits, insiders like Elliot Friedman uh, and a few others, it is most likely going to be Peter Laviolette. Now, I know what you're thinking. Andy, you must hate this choice. I think that's a strong word. Is it the most inspiring choice? No. Maybe not. Is it yet another retread on the coaching carousel that the NHL has basically been doomed to suffer from and that no one is afraid to give someone upstart a chance? Yes, but in the same breath, can I see why Chris Drury decided to go this route? Uh, Absolutely, because he, I could come up with a million excuses, a million reasons, but the primary reason is that this is the last coaching hire he will get, or else he is, and if it doesn't go well, he is most likely fired. Uh, so you can argue all you want about how what direction the New York Rangers need to go in, and I have time for those arguments, and I have time for people saying, well, this is a harmful move. I mean, how is Laviolette different from Gallant? But at the end of the day, as much as maybe some... Uh, Fans would like to see the Rangers go in a more progressive direction, maybe give uh, Chris Knobloch from Hartford a shot, maybe go give a, a Jay Leach or a Spencer Carberry a chance. At the end of the day, when your job is on the line, you look at someone like Lindy Ruff, what he's been able to do with the New Jersey Devils. Um, and again, I'm not claiming Lindy Ruff to be a master tactician. But just because you have, or hell, look at Paul Maurice in Florida, I think. There's a lot you can say about coaches, but 
it's one of those things where that they don't matter, you know, the areas in which you think they matter the most, they actually don't matter as much as you think, and the areas in which you think they don't make a difference, they actually matter a lot. So I think the good news is, is that Peter Laviolette is a coach who I think kind of fits the roster the Rangers have now. It's not, it's not so much of a, you know, because I mean, let's say, this is just a thought experiment. Let's say they they got John Tortorella for for whatever reason. Not that they would, but I mean, you don't have that's a team that if you look at the the team Columbus had a few years ago when they were able to sweep the Lightning, other than Panarin, it was just a bunch of you know they're a bunch of middle six guys. They really had Panarin and no no other outside of maybe what Cam Atkinson. They really didn't have much other top flight ta- talent, but they basically had a team that was comprised mostly of guys like Boone Jenner, heart and soul guts guys, you know, Brandon Dubinsky and those types of players. So uh, that those are the type of players that fit John Tortorella's coaching style to a T. And is that, do I think, it, and it's just one of those things that worked. I, I think much like how the reason Gallant made it to the, you know, the, the Stanley Cup final in Vegas is that first team he had was they played Gerard Gallant hockey. I do think Peter Laviolette, who has had arguably the most success of any American-born coach, he has a Stanley Cup. He won with the Hurricanes in 2006. He's made it to the Cup Final with uh, a few other teams. He made it to the Cup Final as the coach of Philly. He made it to the Cup Final with the Nashville Predators. So much like Gerard Gallant, he obviously has, well, unlike Gallant, he does have a Cup ring. But also, I think, unlike Gallant, where Gallant is a player's coach, Laviolette is a little bit more of a, of a motivator barker, maybe. Or maybe, a, you know, maybe Gallant's more of a carrot coach, whereas Laviolette is actually a stick coach. He's not afraid to yell in the locker room and get loud and, and confront his team, which probably arguably, with A, what the Rangers need right now. But we've also talked about the cycle of going from, like, the player's coach, you know, a good cop, bad cop, good cop, bad cop. Uh, Case in point, you know, Tom Rennie, good cop. Uh, then you go to Tortorella, bad cop. Then you go to Elaine Vigneault, good cop. Then you go to David Quinn, micromanager, bad cop. Then you go to Gerard Gallant, good cop. And we're back to the bad cop. So the, the, the blender goes on and on. Um, I guess maybe I'm thankful. And again, I say all this before anything's been announced. There'll be lots of egg on my face if Patrick Waugh or someone else is announced as the next New York Rangers head coach, and this is just all subterfuge on the, the account of the Rangers front office, but it's most likely going to be Peter Laviolette. Uh, that being said, you know, I think even though I am maybe not that inspired by it, it's not the, I don't know if it's the worst decision in the world. Again, I think... You, you kind of need a coach for the roster you have. You know what I mean? Like, if how good would a team like Toronto be with Rod Brindamore as the coach? I don't know if they would be better than they were with Sheldon Keefe. I just think when you have that much... I mean, obviously, everyone is always saying, oh, well, um, you need... It's like a team like Toronto needs to play a more complete, you know, effort, discipline style, but... You know, you kind of want to maximize your tools. And when you have, if you're going to ask Mitch Marner and, and William Nylander and, and Austin Matthews to play the way 
that the Carolina Hurricanes do. I don't know if it maximizes their tool sets and their skill sets. Same thing with the Rangers. Yes, I would love the Rangers to be an in-your-face committed forechecking team, but I look at the roster and that's just not the way they're built to play. But that being said, what are their strengths? Well, you have Adam Fox and Keandre Miller in the back end in terms of being able to move the puck up the ice. Maybe the other defensemen are not quite at their level, so that's a weakness. But they, their biggest thing that has hurt them is the lack of a system, whereas I feel like at the very least, you look at Peter Laviolette teams, and they're very good at starting their breakouts from their back end. I mean, you look at his, obviously, the success he had with Nashville and their, their D there. And granted, obviously, he had, uh, at, a, at a time, you know, early on, he, he had Shea Weber, and then he eventually had P.K. Subban uh, in his prime. But, you know, going to cup final, Yossi, Matthias Ekholm, uh, you know, what they have Ryan Ellis, you know, and like I said, uh, Weber then eventually traded for Subban. So it's like they figured out or he his he puts a lot of premium on breaking the getting the puck out of your end and and kind of having the tone set by the defenseman. And I think that's what something the Rangers severely lack because they breakouts have been such an issue for them with for anyone not named Adam Fox. So uh, that's a pro. A con would obviously be. Again, uh, notoriously leans on his veterans much, but so that's every coach, and that's basically what Gallant did. So you have to imagine part of the brief coming in is like you heard Capococco basically say, I want ice time. Part of the brief coming in will be to get the kids going. You have to imagine. If not, uh, I don't know, but we'll see. But, you know, the Rangers are most, I mean, they don't really have, unless there's a world where the kid line remains the third line for some reason, and they continue to just play the Jimmy VCs of the world up, or if Tyler Mockett resigned, play him up in favor of the kids. But you have to hope Capo Caco is a top line winger to start, you know, start the season. So of next year. So uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to know how it will go. Again, nothing has been officially announced. This is just based on all the insider info we seem to have so far, but yeah, I mean, obviously, when they officially do make the announcement, it will be interesting to see the press conference and gauge the fan base reactions. I know early returns seem kind of like me. They're like, uh, you know, same old Rangers, whatever, the carousel. But I guess the reality of the situation is it's not your job on the line. And if you really, if it was your job on the line, then what would you do? Would you go in a crazy direction, Hail Mary? Or do you say, look, at the end of the day, this is someone who's done it before. You know, they've had success. They've been to a few. They've spent a lot more time in the postseason than they have been out of it. You know what I mean? So, and, you know, listen, listen. I mean, David Quinn, say what you will about the roster he had in front of him, but David Quinn was a, was an unknown, was a basically taking a chance higher, and it just didn't work. So, uh, we'll see if the Rangers make any official announcements this week. All right, on to other business. As I record this podcast on Monday night on Memorial Day, didn't want to drop it on Memorial Day. I thought that wouldn't. Uh, yeah, you guys don't want to listen to me on Memorial Day. You want to enjoy Memorial Day. So it comes out Tuesday morning. Uh, currently, in game six, the Vegas Golden Knights are up two goals to nothing. Uh, I believe it's still the first period, is it? Uh, yep, still the first period. Um. Up two goals to nothing on the Dallas Stars as the Florida Panthers patiently wait to see which team will emerge. So it will be interesting to see if 
uh, Vegas can finally get it done tonight and then make it to their second ever Stanley Cup final? uh, Or will Dallas come through? I mean, if Vegas does make it through, James, I spoke about this last time, but it'll be very cool to have a team that has never won a Stanley Cup get their first Stanley Cup. Um, But that'd be a hell of a matchup. Uh, I don't know if anyone saw, but Matthew Kachuk appeared on the inside the NBA bench or desk, whatever you want to call it, the other night ahead of game six of Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Actually, as I record this, game seven is happening. But man, obviously very cool. We know Charles Barkley is a huge hockey fan. The rest of the panel kind of Shaq do it as this whole, oh, I don't watch hockey thing, but still give him props. Uh, and Ernie and, uh, you know, Charles Barkley just, you know, giving big props to Matthew Kachuk, but really getting spotlighted. And listen, it makes sense. TNT now has both the NFL, excuse me, the NFL, Jesus, <laughs> the NHL, and the NBA as uh, hot sports properties. And I believe that all, thank God, of the Stanley Cup final will be on TNT, which is great because ESPN is uh, awful. But, I mean, you look at the, the TNT inside the, I don't even know if they even call it, but just the NHL tonight, whatever the hell they call their NHL panel, has really, it started off kind of rough, which is to be expected. It was the first season, but that panel has really come into its own. They've found the right mix. Uh, obviously, Henrik Lundqvist has been an excellent addition to that, just his insight for all things goaltenders and you know his natural charisma he has, even though, uh, again, is there nothing Hank can't do? It's, it's not really fair at this point, but they've just really found the right mix that they need, I think, having Liam and Hank and Anson Carter and then just occasional guests like Keith Yandel and... Uh, of course, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, when he is on, is been good. They, they really just have figured out, because early, early on, it, it was almost like they were trying to force the hijinks that have been basically that inside the NBA has had and the chemistry between their co-hosts, but that takes time to develop. So they were trying to force it a bit early on, but they've kind of just let this show evolve. And as they've gotten more comfortable, they've really come to nail that mix of, yeah, we can be goofy, but at the same time, when it comes time to break down a mentality or a mindset or a play in studio, they, they do a great job, which is such a night and day experience from just watching ESPN's piss poor broadcast. James and I have been shouting it for all season. And so is everyone. It's just, TNT has figured it out. Kenny is so good for play-by-play, and obviously when they have Brendan, he is great too. Brendan Burke or Kenny Albert, just you have two of the best. Um, they just, yeah, it just, it just, they, they get it. Uh, it's been a great product, and everyone is so happy. And so obviously getting back to my point of just spotlighting Matthew Chuck on inside the NBA is good. You know, you want, I mean, right now, if, well, well, we'll see if, you know, if Miami doesn't choke on their 3 nothing lead and, and loses this Game 7, there is a chance that you could have the Florida Panthers as the Stanley Cup champions and the Miami Heat as, you know, NBA uh, champions. So that would be really cool, for the, obviously, for the city of Miami. But just, 
listen, it's never a bad thing for the NHL to piggyback off of the success of the NBA and honestly try to learn something from it. And obviously Matthew Kachuk is a charismatic face and a kid and well-spoken too. And he's got personality and swagger, which is what you need to market a star and say, you know, no offense to Connor McDavid, best player on the planet, but talking to him is not the most uh, relevatory experience. Again, no offense to him, no slander. It's just he's not kind of a wooden, you know, he's a hockey robot, much like Sidney Crosby's a hockey robot. And yeah, I'm sure, oh, behind closed doors, these guys are probably a laugh riot. But when you put the the camera on them, it's just not the case. But Kachuk is different. Uh, you know, it's funny that he actually went to high school with Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics. So it's just having that connection is, is very funny. Uh, but yeah, it was just, you know, for him to get featured so prominently on inside the NBA was, was cool. And again, he's, he's, as Charles Barkley said, Matty Kachuk has been balling out in the Stanley cup playoffs this year. So, uh, that was awesome to see. Let's face it with coffee starting at $5, even without the customizations, and our bank account somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate, or dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on is Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big-name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options, and right now you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping, and they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Plus, their earbuds have features such as earbud tap functions, customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit, crystal clear call quality, water and sweat resistance, and more. Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. You can check lines and odds for upcoming games at the DraftKings Sportsbook app and pick the bet that fits you best. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK. Or text Hope New York. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 
21 plus most in eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Anything else? Anything else? Oh, yeah. Congratulations to the country of Latvia for winning their first ever medal in the IIHF World Hockey Championships, defeating Team USA. Uh, also, yeah, 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 congratulations, Canada winning a gold, but no one cares about that. Uh, yeah, congratulations to Latvia winning their first ever medal in their history in, in, in uh, any form of international hockey. Well, it's probably not true, but like, Basically, this is their first medal in World Championship hockey play, which is a huge deal for the nation of Latvia. After losing to Germany in their bid to go to the gold medal round, uh, Team USA, coached by David Quinn, LOL, loses to Latvia, LOL. And Latvia, for like I said, for the first time in their country's history, they, uh, they obviously don't win gold or... They don't make it to the gold medal game. I think they lost to Canada, who eventually won. But they, uh, they win bronze. And the, the tournament was basically hosted. It was, these are usually dual. The IHF, for those who don't know, the IIHF World Hockey Championships are usually hosted from two different cities. It, sometimes that could be, like if it's in Canada, it, it might be one, half of it will be in Edmonton or like Red Deer, Saskatchewan, and then the other one will be in Edmonton, Alberta. This year, it was in Finland and Latvia. So for the Latvians to do that in Riga, in Latvia, was absolutely incredible. Uh, I believe they've declared, today they had a huge celebration. I believe it was declared a national holiday. Uh, And it's just such a great story. And I mean, James and I have spoken about this in the past, just how... I'm sorry, there's a, uh, it's obviously very hot, so I have some windows open in the background, and you can probably hear the ice cream truck just circling my block. And honestly, it sounds pretty good after I end this podcast. I might go run outside with a few dollar bills in my hand and grab myself a soft serve cone. But that being said, through the power of editing, I just paused and went to go shut the window because that was annoying as fuck. But I also did grab myself a nice little good humor bar out of my freezer on the way back, so... Uh, isn't, that's not just marketing in a nutshell. I don't know what is. So, but anyway, congratulations to Latvia on their first ever, uh, medal in international competition, or at least in, in world championship competition. And I mean, I think that'll just goes to show you that the parity of the various hockey nations around the world. I mean, uh, I think... A lot of people would remember a few years ago, Ted Nolan, uh, former NHL bench, longtime bench boss, Ted Nolan, coaching the Latvian national team. And I think they're bringing, basically, they almost beat Canada one time uh, in world championship competition. Uh, But yeah, I think it just goes to show that the parity of the hockey world is just improving. I mean, everyone can skate. Especially, you'd have you can maybe argue some on bigger ice surfaces. Those teams have the advantage because they're just used to playing that game. They're not, you know, they don't have to. They maybe have their tact, tacticianally or tactically, whatever you want to say. They 
are probably just more comfortable with the the things you can do, the bank passes, the the drop passes, just having more a little bit more time and space to make and ways to open up lanes and the angles, you know what I mean? They're just more comfortable with it. But uh yeah, congratulations to them. Awesome seeing, you know, a nation uh just celebrating it it's like it's because it is a big deal. I mean some people are like, wow, they're basically the whole country is celebrating a bronze medal, but it's huge. It's just, it's a, you know, it's, it's kind of like becomes a, who ever thought we'd be in this position and now they can set their dreams even higher. So it was freaking awesome to see, made me super happy. Ross smiled to my face. And obviously I, I really like this team USA team, wanted to see them win. But every time David Quinn could, uh, prove that, <laughs> you know, he's maybe, uh, there's some questions there. Uh, yeah, it makes a smile on my face. Makes me feel at least a little bit vindicated as a burned and jaded Rangers fan. Just in the last little while, uh, Vegas has extended their lead to three nothing. So it's looking like unless something radically changes by the time I press the space bar on this podcast, which is known to happen, it's going to be the Panthers and Vegas in the Cup final, which will uh, be awesome. I mean. I can't wait to watch that matchup. I'm also, as a Rangers fan, I just kind of, whose team got about, last season James and I were basically talking about, oh man, the summer was so short because the Rangers went on a hell of a run. They were still playing into this time of year, but yeah, because they lost in game six in the uh, ECF. But uh, yeah, this summer is going to be much longer, obviously, because they've been out since the first round. So and obviously, on a, when you end on a sour note, you just can't wait to get back to it and change your fates and your fortunes. So hopefully the New York Rangers can do that. Hopefully we get some insight, if in any introductory press conference, whoever the head coach may be. Um, well, we think it'll be Peter Laviolette. But just maybe it'll be, we can get some interesting tidbits about their philosophy going into this. And he, hopefully when they say, oh, I'm just going to do what I always do, and, you know, hopefully you hear some some buzzwords that keep you interesting, like, you know, when I look at this team, this is what is needed, or this is how I plan on approaching it. Uh, we'll see. It'll, we'll leave it up to the very talented beat writers and people like uh, Molly Walker and Vince Mercogliano, um, Arthur Staple, and, uh, yep, I'll give Uncle Larry a shout-out. Larry Brooks. Oh, and Colin Stevenson, of course. Can't forget Colin. Uh, to ask those questions, but we'll see. Yeah, hopefully we get some illumination on that this week. Um, again, not too much else to talk about hockey related. Uh, it'll be when James gets back for our, our episode that drops on Thursday. Hopefully we can talk about the Rangers naming a new head coach and the preview, the Stanley Cup final matchup but I won't keep you that much longer. I hope everyone enjoyed their Memorial Day. It's going to be a scorcher coming up, and uh, warmer weather is ahead. So break out your shorts. I know I have as a side. My, my wife and I just spent the last two weeks just changing over into our summer clothes, and we did our, our late spring cleaning. And, uh, yeah, we're ready to go. You know, So everyone get your, your uh, shorts out, your best short sleeve shirts, uh, grab an Aperol Spritz or uh, just favorite non-alcoholic beverage of your choice. And uh, yeah, enjoy it because uh, the heat's about to get turned up. 
Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.